America is not ready for candy this sexy yet. Welcome to season six where we're phoning it in. You don't think critically and then put a Pop-Tart into your body. I am highly caffeinated and minorly concussed. Aruga, aruga. What came first, the love sack or the gravity gun? It's my turn to do a sin with Sonic. This is for the freaks. <laughs> Too much piss. That's the kind of bad decisions we like to hear about. Let me a sleepy ass bat. How much shrimp can you fit in your mortal body? You told me you guys would be cool. That's season six intro material right there. Hello and welcome to Debate This. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how we're going to have to change our exit tagline because one shitty billionaire social media platform is now driving us towards a second, different shitty billionaire social media platform. I don't like it. Yeah, we are on threads if you're a listener and also on threads. Are we doing anything? No, but we're there. I feel like everyone pressed the threads button. Uh-huh. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Twitter's gotten bad enough that I deleted the app from my phone. Wow, mm. that's a big step. So I'd stop like getting mad big... before I got out of my bedroom in the morning. Sure. But um <laughs> I also refuse to join any Twitter like I, I think that's the healthy call here and I'm not gonna do it as long yeah, as I can. I respect that. Yeah. That's fair. I don't love threads it was an easy sign up and i <laughs> haven't done any of the other ones like mastodon and blue sky and all that stuff but i had a yeah. feeling that i was gonna have to know threads for work so mm. i was like well i might as well just like do this myself threads feels like it's gonna be an inevitability mm -hmm. but threads has i don't know if this is for anybody but me and andrew but threads has big pivot to video energy yeah. to me <laughs> mm -hmm. i get that i get that reference uh cool the fun thing that i heard and i can't verify this but i'm guessing it's true is that since threads is linked to your instagram account once you have created a threads account you can't just get rid of one it will yep. delete both that yeah, is so true yeah. if you're like me and you hastily fat thumbed just to be like give me my threads like i want <laughs> i want the number hey, you're stuck kind of yeah you're in, you're, you're one of you're us there now, now. <laughs> yeah well no one read the fine print well as of recording this, what a good, what a segue. Perfect. As of recording this episode, we currently find ourselves with the second quarter of 2023 behind us and Q3 upon us. And I've got to say, things aren't looking great. <laughs> I think we already, did we already lay off 15% of the workforce? I think we did that in last quarter. Well, here's the thing. The numbers, they're down. <laughs> Sales, down. Morale, you better believe it's down. Super down. <laughs> Employer matched contributions to the DTHQ retirement funds, down. Hell, I had to fire the service staff on the DT exclamation point HQ executive jet last week. So things are looking, things are looking pretty bad. However, number of DTHQ executive yacht trips is consistent with last year's models. Well, we have to, the strategic planning has to remain at an all time high because if nothing else, we have that. And we can only strategically plan on the business yacht. On yes. the business, on yachts, on international waters. <laughs> the good news is, I, I've got an idea. To get ourselves out of this hole, we're going to reopen an old playbook. It served us well through the 90s and the 2000s. Obviously, 
Our only hope is, you guessed it, shovelware. That's right. Of course. <laughs> shovelware. And like, you might be thinking, wait. We got the rights to Shovel Knight? The, no, the no, <laughs> not that. That's different. I love Shovel Knight. What a great no, property. What a good platformer. If this were like a corporate presentation, everyone's like, yeah, Shovel Knight. Now, you might be thinking, Shovelware, what is Shovelware? You know, it's the games that were hastily thrown onto consoles and onto mobile devices without any thought to the soft, liberal concerns that we deal with nowadays of, do these games work right? Or, is this game finished? It's like if you've ever been at a Michael's and you were like, Michael sells video games? That's <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it's these. Oh, damn. That's really good. No, it's everything at the Christmas display at Michael's. You're so right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, did you guys know why it was called shovelware? I learned that today. No. I did at one point, and I'll remember when you say the words, but no. I'm guessing at some point it was literally shoveled somewhere. Well, no, that's really funny, though. That's E.T. The shovelware (laughs) thing comes from, like, the saying of, like, buy the shovel or buy the shovel full. So it's just taking things and putting them on a pile with a shovel. I, until about eight hours ago... 100% 100% thought the phrase shovelware was something from Wii motion controls. I was no, like somewhere man. along the ha, way there no. was a game that you wow. had to shovel. That must be where shovelware is from. No, terrible news. Shovelware predates the Wii, though I think shovelware might have hit its peak during the Wii. I would make the argument, and I make the argument later, that shovelware hit its peak and is the cause of the crash of 83. Yep. Because that was the... The bite of 83. The bite of 83. The bite of 83 was caused <laughs> yeah. by shovelware. That was the reason why um, Atari went down in flames is because mm-hmm. there were so many mm. unlicensed and like not QA'd games that were just like carbon copies of each other. It's where the Nintendo seal of approval came from. We all no. we all listened to the <laughs> retro games episode of Flavor Text. Except for Todd. Except, Except for, for me, Todd. apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, you can find that linked in the show notes. There you go. We did it. The, the problem here is that this worked in the 90s and the 2000s. That's great. The problem is consumers now, they're too wise to our ways. We can't just put shit out there. We got to change it up. And that's why I've brought in the best of the best today to pitch a solution. So I'm going to have my three friends tell me what shovelware game of the past can we now breathe new life into and revive into this like brilliant AAA 50 plus hour blockbuster epic knockout. And when I say I've brought you the best, I mean it. Because joining me today in this poorly stocked executive suite where the water is warm is... Kyle, Dungeon Fighter Online Harper, Andrew, Pac-Man Henderson, and Matt, Space Invaders Cole. Are these all titles that have suffered the shovelware fate? I'm confused. Yeah, I They're don't see not. the line. Opened up strong with Dungeon Fighter Online because it's not so well known. These are the three highest grossing video games as of like some oh. numbers in, <laughs> in like 2022. All right. What? Yeah, the highest grossing in money, in like monetary. In, in money? In money. <laughs> Where is money? Money. I've never heard of money before. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dungeon Fighter Online is an online beat em up that's, that's made like $20 billion. Goddamn. Huh. How? Yeah, and then Pac-Man and Space Invaders are both in like the 12, 13 range. Oh, it's, it's a huge game in South Korea. I have heard of this. Okay. Is it like off of external licensing and merchandising? Because I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it, Todd. Listen, Kyle, 
I found it on Wikipedia. And what's someone going to do? Go online and lie to me? It's true. Nobody's ever lied Who on the do internet that? before. Just go online and lie. <laughs> Everything on the internet is true. The alternative opening was going to be the games that have sold the most. Um, not like money, but like physical copies. Mario Kart Double be, Dash. <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, hands down the best Mario Kart game. Maybe the best game. Isn't that just Grand Maybe. Theft Auto Five three times? It's definitely it, it's up there. Um, Minecraft three Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto Fives in a trench coat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's Minecraft Grand Theft Auto Five and Tetris. Oh, neat, neat, cool. Well, so you all that I've brought into this conference room, one at a time, tell me what game you brought today, the details about it, tell me why it was crappy, because I think that's probably the most fun thing we're gonna get out of today. And then tell me why it is deserving of this reboot. We'll go ahead and start with Kyle. Yeah, Todd. So I'm here today to tell you about Eminem's Kart Racing. Oh, Kart Racers. Mario Kart Double Dash sold famously well. Super popular genre. And I think that's why it's going to pull us out of this slump we're in today. It's so cool that you got Eminem to sign on for the licensing. Oh, heard anything absolutely. from him in a while. Yeah. No, they, well, we'll get to that, Matt. Before he collapses. <laughs> we'll get there. Eminem's Kart Racing is a game that was released for the Nintendo Wii in 2007 and the Nintendo DS in 2008. Relatively unchanged from one console to the other, which <laughs> good, good, gives yes. you a hint at the quality of game we're talking here. Just like Guitar Hero. <laughs> Just like Guitar Hero. And Eminem's Kart Racing is a game where players control one of six of the classic anthropomorphized spokes candies for Mars Incorporated's popular chocolate treats, M&M's, in a Wacky Racers-esque karting showdown. Widely derided as one of the worst shovelware games of the Wii era for its muddy graphics, terrible tracks and courses, and next to useless controls. You were forced to use motion control only. There was no yeah. no physical input control. You oh, could only God. use motion control. Just trapping... Time out. Wait. Out of the bit. <laughs> trapping someone with motion control mm -hmm. driving is very different than offering it or suggesting it. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is, Todd. Um, and the sensitivity for your motion controls ranged from unable to turn at all, even like f nearly flipping your device over, to any motion beyond sitting flat on a table will send you careening into the abyss and or a nearby wall or hazard. No middle ground there. There was not a sweet spot you like could hit. It was just like uncontrollable in one way or uncontrollable in another way. Love it. Meaning the whole project screamed, we blew the budget on licensing the M&M's brand and nose drugs, and my nephew is taking courses at ITT Technical Institute and said he could probably code the whole thing anyway. So why does it deserve another go? I'm glad you asked. Thank you. <laughs> First, it has been nine years since Mario Kart 8 came out, and nothing has come along to quite challenge it for the crown of modern kart games. Second, as we saw late last year on Tucker Carlson tonight, America <laughs> does not want their candies to be normal. God damn it, Kyle. Normal and and fun and mild. They want sexy candies that fuck. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what we are going to give our players in M&M's Extreme Kart Racers. Jesus, I didn't know you were going to do this. For a brief moment, I thought Kyle's answer would be normal and fun. Uh -huh. Nah. I wasn't ready to hear the sentence sexy candies that fuck today. <laughs> no, none of you were. I wasn't ready to say it. Mm. 
I listened to the whole thing saying like, oh, what's a what's a fun thing I can say to, to engage in Kyle's topic before I segued over to Andrew. And I was going to make a joke about how sexy will the green candy be? Oh, we'll but get like, to that topic. Oh, no. Oh, that's such a worse response than I thought <laughs> it was going to be. Don't worry. This is I'll, I'll spoil a little bit. This is going to be rated E for everyone, but also sexy candies. That's not better. Just different. Yep. Inside us, there are two wolves. Um, okay, uh, that's great. We've got we've got sexy candies. Um, maybe the motion controls go. Maybe they stay. Who's to say? And I'm gonna just kind of put you over here at this end of the conference table, far away from everyone. Andrew, why don't you go ahead and share what you brought today? So I mentioned this earlier, and I'll, I'll just restate here. I think it's really easy to equate the term shovelware with the late 2000s Wii library because there are a lot of it. See also the Nintendo DS library? Yeah. Those two libraries are the same. They are the same. <laughs> Thank you, Ubisoft. Was Nintendo DS where they got into the gimmicks of the microphone and yep. The, yep. the sunlight sensor? Mm -hmm. uh, well, the sunlight sensor was as old as the GBA, but, but yeah. definitely leaned into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're thinking of Boktai, the sun is in your hand. <laughs> I am thinking of Boktai, the sun is in your hand. Thank Created you, by the same guy who did uh, Metal Gear Solid, Hideo Kojima. Both of those properties wildly impressive. Anyway, we're not talking about Boktai, the sun is in your hand today. Line sensor didn't come to the DS until the DSi came out because it had a camera. Whatever, nerds. Anyway, my point is, outside of Boktai, the sun is in your hand, there were a lot of trash titles for those handheld games. But shovelware has been a thing in gaming for years. Like I mentioned earlier, it's pretty much confirmed that shovelware is the reason why there was a crash in, in 19, in the, in the mid, in the mid eighties, Matt, I'm just going to say in the mid eighties. Yeah. So I mean, don't make was, that you're right. Again. It's 1983. You got it. It's the bite uh, of 83. <laughs> it's the bite of 83. <laughs> I think there is a particular sect though of shovelware that I want to talk about today. And, and that is the series of mascot action platformers inspired by the likes of Mario and Sonic. It's a deep well. A deep well. You saw some of them on the NES after Mario Bros, but I think they really started to find their footing with the Super Nintendo. I can't tell you how many games, how many samey games from Giant Eagle I rented for my Super Nintendo that involved some sort of cartoon mascot collecting some type of collectible and you had to get X number of things before you could leave the stage like that your was gexes, your, your gexes your gexes your biggity bumbles your your, your bart's nightmares your <laughs> crusty's fun houses your lion kings your michael jordan's chaos in the windy cities yep everyone's got one. homes improvement your home improvements with di with real dinosaurs <laughs> now i want to talk today about my absolute favorite of this particular sect of game and that is 1993's Claymates. Oh, God. How is this your favorite? <laughs> this game is so weird, and I love it. I wouldn't call it a crappy game in the same vein as some of the game, other games we're going to talk about today. It's certainly not a good game, mm -hmm. but it's one of those games that has some nostalgia, probably unearned. So I actually talked about Clay Fighter a couple years ago. Um, if we remember Bad Mr. Frosty. Yeah. I do oh, remember yeah. Bad yeah. Mr. Frosty. Is this the same the same studio? This is the same studio. So this is this is oh. developer and the eventual daddy of Fallout and Baldur's Gate Interplay. Oh, it is. You're right. <laughs> it's Interplay, baby. <laughs> so in, in 1993, Interplay threw their hat in the in the proverbial platformer ring with Claymates. This was a, a follow-up, actually kind of Penned as a follow-up to Clay Fighter, which was a Street Fighter clone. Um, although they didn't really match, except for there was some references in 
the credits or something like that, but doesn't matter. So Claymates, for those of you that don't know, Claymates recounts the classic tale of a genius father and loyal son who, after synthesizing a serum that allows humans to transform into animals by way of a clay polymer, yeah. the father is kidnapped by an evil witch doctor and the latter is zapped into a rolling ball of clay. So you play as the son Clayton. No. Uh, is that really a <laughs> yeah, stupid no, name? That's it. That's uh, really it. That sucks. Yeah, as you are, uh, <laughs> just put a little little image to help kind of get the get the juice the flowing. opening series gives the whole plot <laughs> yep so <laughs> you play as clayton uh who is transformed into a little rolling blue blob of clay and you have to go save your dad and i lost my place in my notes as i am want to do so they went the kirby school of design theory where kind a circle of. is easy to animate Let's make our main character a circle. Kinda, yeah, Kyle. This is around, this is right before the era of Donkey Kong Country. So you start to see people experiment with 3D sprite models in 2D worlds. So like the art is actually like pretty interesting. They tried to give it like a clay modeling. They kind of made it look like a Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon vibe. Mm -hmm. It looks like shit, but it's interesting. <laughs> That's yeah. the point that I want to get across. So the actual game is just you as this little ball of clay slowly rolling your way across the planet to ultimately confront the evil witch doctor, Jobo. Great. Jobo. That's Jobo the witch doctor. Yep. Sure. Feels like they kind of phoned that one in. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that the bad guy's name from the Scooby-Doo, li the live action Scooby-Doo movie? I do not remember. No. Uh, I'll come back on that. Answer. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, somebody else can look that up. So you kind of go around, they get you splorch into little piles of clay that are laying on the ground to turn into different household animals like cat or mouse or fish. Uh, there's also a gopher and a flightless duck who kind of glides like knuckles. Claymates, like I said, it's just one of those games that was just ubiquitous. Every video store had a copy of Claymates. Um, so if you rented a lot of games as a kid, you probably played Claymates at one point and have very probably unearned fondness for the game. Interestingly enough, Claymates two years ago came out on Nintendo Switch Online. So if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you can play Claymates today on the uh, on the SNES Virtual Console or whatever the, the Switch Online equivalent of that is. But anyway, uh, despite the fact that Interplay went out of business 25 years ago, other of their franchises live on today, right? Like, we're getting a new Baldur's Gate 3. We're getting Todd Howard so they made say. a bunch of fallouts. So I see no reason why Claymates can't also make a heroic comeback in current age of gaming. Claymates. Is Claymates owned by Sony or Disney? Who owns the right to Claymates? In this world that I've concocted, it is Sony, and I will explain why. <laughs> uh, hey, just real Great. quick. It was Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Bad guy's name is Jonathan Jacobo. So not that oh, far off from Jobo. Yeah, not dissimilar. Yeah, you see how I got there. We'll talk about this in the post show. I've owned a, a bit of shovelware. I owned this shovelware. It's I shovelware. owned this game. <laughs> and I've also played it on the virtual console within the last month. So I'm excited to talk about those mm -hmm. things later. And if we get 10 new subscribers before <laughs> to our Patreon before August, we'll make Todd 100% on Twitch. Absolutely not. This game is this game is hard as balls. It is it hard is. as balls, and it doesn't have a save or password system. No. So you gotta do it all yeah. in one go. Yeah, it is. It is not only hard as balls, doesn't have a save or password system. It is unforgiving. 
in yeah. the same way that like it kind of uses Mario power up style where you get hurt. You know, when you have mm-hmm. your fire flower, you lose your fire flower. So like, you get hurt when you have squirrel powers, you lose your OP squirrel powers. Yeah. And now you are a ball of clay with fist. Yeah. And you can't do anything. Do you want me to like divert the conversation as to why games did this in this era? Let's do it in the post show. Okay. Yeah, hold that. Put a pin in it. Thank you, Andrew, for uh, scratching the shovelware itch in my brain. Um, I know I have now been victim earlier than I thought to capitalism in my life. I don't know if it's better or worse that the witch doctor looks very white. I don't know if that's better or worse. It's still bad. Yeah, well, it's still bad. I think it merely is. It merely is. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Matt. So we don't have to question this this moral quandary any further. I'm going to pass the ball over to you. Oh, Todd, I have moral quandaries aplenty. So let's say, let, let's talk here about shovelware. See, nothing says shovelware quite like repackaging a PC game from the year 2000 with two of its sequels. Well, except that is maybe repackaging a Game Boy Advance game that was a repackaged PC game from the year 2000 with two of its sequels. Did I mention it has motion controls this time? (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Todd. A game you may have played on your dial-up computer was weified in the year 2007 and introduced to gamers everywhere as Chicken Shoot. Dial-up computer doesn't make sense, but go on. (laughs) Well, honestly... I'm not going to lie to you, Kyle. I really just needed a noun for the pros and the flow of my argument. And I, I understand. I get it. We can s- move on. Syllabic. Whatever. Anyway, so Chicken Shoot has everything you could ask for in a shovelware game. It's got automatic weapons. It's got janky controls. And it has racially insensitive characters of indigenous for people. For sure it does. What more do you need? Real quick, Matt. Yeah, Todd. My friend, Matt. Yep, my friend, Todd. Is Chicken Shoot currently in the room that you are residing in right now? I can see Chicken Shoot from where I am seated, yes. <laughs> Continue. What do you own Chicken Shoot for, Matt? He has the definitive edition. I have yeah. the Nintendo Wii version. Yes, exactly. All right, continue. So Chicken Shoot is nothing more than a shooting gallery game. It is just glorified duck hunt. But there's something different about Chicken Shoot, or at least... There's something different about the idea that was concepted at the turn of the millennium. Chicken Shoot is (laughs) dripping in intentional design choices, and those intentional design choices tell of a darker backstory, (laughs) one of fear, extraterrestrial invasion, and the coming demise of humanity. Well, color me intrigued. (laughs) Yeah, Matt's brought us chicken drippings. Well, okay, I didn't say chicken drippings, you did. You said the chicken chicken shoot game is dripping, and then I then I heard a high pitched squeal. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Um, you all have brought me garbage, um, just different kinds of garbage. Which is, hey, that's what I that's what I was asking for. So, flip side, I need to know exactly what you're gonna do to breathe some life, to put some lipstick on these pigs you brought here today. So, tell me exactly how you're going to give this game that you brought to me that is by all measure bad how are you going to give it its facelift to make it this big booming triple a launch so go ahead and pass it over to kyle sure todd um so it is important to note as i said in the previous answer 
that Mars Incorporated still wants M&Ms to be a family-forward brand that parents will feel comfortable giving to their kids. So, M&M's XX Extreme Kart Racers will be rated <laughs> E for everyone. <laughs> but, as we all learned watching our favorite kids' movies from the early 2000s, you can get a lot past the censors if you couch it in innuendo. So, our candy characters are going to tell some of the raunchiest jokes that we can slip past the entertainment software rating board. Second... As we all learned when Mars Incorporated tried to tone down the sex appeal of the green M&M from zero sex characteristics to, at all to fewer than that, <laughs> people really want to think about how bangable their candy is before they eat it. So all of the M&M's characters are getting makeovers. The green M&M, built like a Pixar mom now. Oh, just an absolute dumb uh, There it is. Throw the purple M&M in there that caused this whole issue in the first place. Same design overall. Wait, is there a purple m M&M? That was the whole thing, was they oh. introduced a <laughs> new, like, watch a, a new sexier m M&M. It was a, another, like, peanut-shaped M&M, oh, but yeah. it was purple and, and female-coded. Okay. Well, I think they, like, they started by taking off the heels, and yeah. they are like, oh, no, you don't. Yeah. You're trying to unsexify our M&Ms. <laughs> the red M&M is going to be a skinny <laughs> jeans, deep V-wearing hipster with just a, a, a mane of chest hair bursting from that deep V. Yellow M&M is going to be built like a Hemsworth. Uh, we don't need to go over every design, and I'll explain why we don't need to do that in just a second. There's not. You don't need to actually explain why we don't need to do that. I think that we all understand why we don't need to do that. It's fair. But rest assured... All of these candy characters are going to be hot. M&M's melt in your mouth and not in your hand, after all. Nice. Oh, that was oh, bad. That was I didn't like that. That was good, bad. That is all well and good. I know we're all excited for the hot, sexy, new candy characters. But the biggest complaint <laughs> with the original M&M kart racing was not the characters, but the gameplay. We can assure you that our nephew has now taken two courses at ITT Technical Institute <laughs> and the motion controls and course designs will use the power of the Nintendo Switch to perfectly emulate what playing a game on a 20-year-old Wii would feel like today. In addition, we've added a full story mode that players can complete to unlock over 40 playable characters. You know how every time you go to the store now, there's like a new weird filling in an M&M's and like... You're not sure it's going to be good, but you're curious enough about what red velvet M&Ms would taste like that you spend $2 on it. Well, all of those flavors are getting a playable character in our game now, and they're all getting hot, sexy <laughs> designs. But that's not even the best part, because as Mars Incorporated develops more wacky flavor combinations for its candy consumers, DT exclamation point games will develop a new sexy character for our players to spend their real American dollars on. Wow. I have a question. Yeah. Just one? Well, I mean, well, Kyle started out by by telling me some definitive facts that we want our candy to be sexier. So I can't ask a question when he gives me facts. Um, America yeah. has spoken tough. America has. He's, got, he's shown the receipts. Right. Aren't most of the like, well, I guess I don't know this. This is why it's a question. When they release these new flavors of M&M's, do they look different? No. <laughs> Genuinely good question. I mean, you can lie and say but yes. We're but we're designing characters, Todd. Like, sorry, the candy sorry. looks like candy. These are characters based on those candies. They'll just be a different kind of sexy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't like how you made me agree with my statement. Uh huh. But you did. Yeah. You said it, and not him. So we collectively all said it together. You just heard my voice yeah. over over the other voices. Uh, Andrew, how are you going to fix Claymates, a game about body horror? The more I think about it, <laughs> fix is an objective term. So let's just get into it, or subjective term. Let's get into it. So Todd, as we all know platformers are out and have been out for years now save for the couple of freaks out there true gamers true capital g gamers aren't interested in bouncing around and collecting you know god knows how many variations of crystal coin gem or shiny relic right true gamers need that crunch with their triple a game true gamers want to be left out of the action as much as possible by way of a number of lengthy cutscenes and tons of menuing to optimize gear that has virtually no impact on the game experience whatsoever. The Diablo 4 school of thought. The Diablo 4 school of thought. The God of War 2017 mm -hmm. school of thought. A full-on reboot of Claymates needs to look something like this. So instead of taking, you know, 30 seconds like the original did to tell the story of which doctor man show up take serum now boy is clay start game we expand <laughs> we expand the whole prologue to a two to three hour tutorial session where oh god oh, good. <laughs> we walk the audience through each step of clayton's journey through adolescence we're there the first time clayton learns how to walk as a toddler right there pressing the left thumbstick up <laughs> we press a to open the door to Clayton's mother's hospital room to witness his father actively accepting her inevitable death and his new role as a single parent. We tilt the thumbstick forward to do that thing that all AAA games do to make your character cinematically sidle through two narrow rock formations or duck under a low-hanging tree branch <laughs> in order to hide the game loading the next area in real time. As Clayton first discovers his father and his hidden lab under the basement, cursing God's name as he struggles to synthesize the key ingredient in his breakthrough serum. Clayton eventually offers to help his father, who has now by now been punching the wall so hard his fists are bleeding. Clayton's father asks him to do the impossible. Be the very first human test subject. Clayton says, I will, Dad. And now we get to play around as each of the five clay animals in a fun test environment. But don't get too comfortable, guys, because after that few minutes of gameplay, the game's going to snatch it right back <laughs> and instead going to force you to play a mini game that involves na navigating two toy robots to collect toy axes and cut down a big tree. That wasn't for anybody who's never played Claymates. Let me explain. It's very specific. <laughs> so... In between every every level of Claymates, in order to unlock access the next level, you had to play this like weird top-down minigame, kind of like the ice puzzles in any Pokemon game. You had to like navigate these two robots to like basically open the exit for you. And they use the ice puzzle rules. Sure. Mm. It sucked, and it was my least favorite. It's everyone's least favorite part of the game. Anyway, you got to do that, and that's that's going to be like you synthesizing. I like how you science. changed it from it was my least favorite part to it was everyone's least it's favorite everyone's part favorite least to favorite imply part. that a lot of people played this game. Todd, was it not the worst part? I've already said I think the worst part is when they take your squirrel powers away from you and make you fight a boss <laughs> well, with the power of clay, fist. of clay fist. I just would like to take a second that we are speaking exclusively in absolutes on this podcast today. <laughs> it's everyone's least favorite part and everyone wants sexier M&Ms. 
Those are two facts. Two very true facts. Throw I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> anyway, so once Clayton is successful at performing this incredibly simple task, Clayton's father smiles approvingly as we see quest cleared across the screen. Years later, we're taken to present day where Clayton is helping his dad finalize the clay serum. And just as they share a heartwarming moment where Clayton's father confides something very personal to him and, you know, something like too bad. Great, great thing. I'll never die. Boom. They're interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> They're inter- you know, it shows you that. They're interrupted by Jobo, the witch doctor who attacks and says, give me the formula for the serum. And Clayton's father says no. And the Jobo then turns Clayton into a clay ball. Ah, ah. We're then thrown into a scripted boss fight as the clay ball. That is impossible to win, and we just lose. But it takes a long time because it, we have to because we're we dealing with the horror of being turned mm, into a exactly. clay ball. Well, and and as the player, you don't immediately know you're not supposed to win, so you're going to try and win because you're just trying longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're going to restart your save after playing for like five hours. And be like, I bet I can beat that boss, and yeah. you can't beat that boss. You think you can, but you can't. Anyway. Eventually, after another 15 or so minutes of cinematics plays, the quest Find Dad pops up. Bing! (laughs) And we can finally move forward into the wide open world of Claymates. Cue the opening title crawl, Claymates. Clay by Clay. (laughs) Oh, come on, man. I Uh, hate so much. That's so good. Thank you. You took this thing that i that i that i hate and i love because it's yep. special and nostalgic to me sure and then what you did was you made it bad well you made well you made it worse but you did it in such a specific way because yeah. you kept let's let's use an example where you navigate through the narrow cavern because they have to load, <laughs> because they have the, to load the next area you roll rolled the door back on the vault from fallout 3 i have terrible left. news todd i'm almost done yeah. So let oh, me explain. How, oh, yeah, <laughs> so let me explain how the actual game plays. So it's going to play like any other action adventure game with RPG elements and systematic loot grind mechanic. That being said, is you're going to progress through a series of sandbox environments, starting with Clayton's backyard. Then you'll eventually go to Cape Clay Naveral. Then you'll go to Japan. Then Whoa. you'll go to Africa. No, this is all real too. This is you real. just slid Clay Naveral through yeah. there. Cape Clay Naveral. Clay Naveral. Say the yeah. full name. Cape yeah. Clay Naveral. Everyone's yeah. favorite destination Clayton in Florida. Navarro. Cape yeah. Clayneverill. By the end of the first major area, Clayton will have unlocked all five of his clay forms, all of which have different fighting styles and combos associated with them, and of course have their own associated skill trees, right? So engaging with enemies will drop gear for each of your different clay animal forms. For example, fight a mini boss and pick up a set of claws that will grant 1.7% additional critical hit damage for your <laughs> melee attacks in cat form. Uh, you know like that <laughs> Todd to really and to really like juice up the gameplay to really like uh, you know change it up um, if you completing daily and weekly missions will grant more and more chances for that epic tier loot to grant even more passive bonuses that is the end of my thing now Andrew now in this fun <laughs> thing that we do in this podcast we like to say that everyone's got a chance to win you know until the very end <laughs> sure I want to say something right now yeah that I torpedo my chances if you tell me that your game is always online that it's online only play you're done talking today I will not <laughs> let you talk any longer so I don't want the, the clacky clack on my keyboard as I redo my notes <laughs> <laughs> all right Matt how are we gonna breathe life into into a game that was an echo of a game 
chicken that shoot. was an echo of a game oh the, yeah sorry we're <laughs> sorry i didn't realize we were the third layer of inception on this game well to add another layer to the fabergé chicken egg that is this shovelware <laughs> game the chicken shoot of 2000 or 2005 or 2007 does not tell an interesting story personally i believe that's because it's framed from the wrong perspective Men have shot chickens since chickens were first discovered. It's old hat. Wait, wait. <laughs> <That's>, wait. <laughs> Todd, that is as true a fact yeah. as God. people want sexy M&Ms and everyone's least favorite part of well, everybody the, hated the robot thing. Okay, yeah. and, and man has been shooting chickens <laughs> since chickens were first since discovered. Since time immemorial. For me, it was more of a which came first, the gun or the chicken, but I guess Matt is saying gun. Gun came before <laughs> yeah. chicken. You don't need a gun to shoot something. You can shoot it with like a slingshot or a bow yeah. and arrow. Yeah, peop- man from from the early days, man threw rock at chicken. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, okay. Listen, I'll take I'll take bow and arrow and slingshot as shooting. Throwing rock is not shoot. Anyway, what's interesting <laughs> is the strange reality in which chicken shoot exists. See, in this reality, the chickens have some reason to attack. Not just to attack, but infiltrate and conquer all of humanity. Our game will tell their story in beautiful 3D animation as you play a new chicken to arrive on the front lines. You've come a long way from the barnyard to be here in the Parisian countryside, the real second level of the original chicken shoot game. And now <laughs> that's different and worse than Clay Navarro. And now at least, it's a pun. at least Clay Navarro's a pun. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, now you must learn to be a warrior. You'll build scaling relationships with your battalion through lengthy conversation trees as you complete training exercises in the (laughs) campyard. Once you've been trained by the three one-note and definitely romanceable chicken generals, it will be time for you to lead the charge against the faceless gunmen. Through turn-based, real-time, gridded combat, you'll guide not only a myriad of different types of chicken fleets, but also the friends you've made along the way as you fight for the survival of chicken kind in Chicken Shoot, colon, Three Coops. All right. Was that a... yeah, it's a three houses joke. It three sure houses. is. All right, this yeah. is Can joke. I say something that was already going to point me out as a sicko before you made the three houses reference? I think this game sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Give Andrew the, the romanceable chicken tactical fighter yeah. game. Anytime, baby. For me, I spent the most of the time trying to like put this description to a skin. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what's the game? What's the game Matt's doing? And it wasn't until gridded combat and then when you said three coops i was like oh he did it it is he did it it's oh, fire emblem it. i watched fire emblem gameplay today oh well, matt i'm so sorry ask me questions about how chicken shoot is fire emblem i'm ready what did you watch uh some playthrough of engage and not very much of it i just skipped around a little bit okay explain the chicken shoot weapons triangle to me please <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> <the same question. laughs> 
<laughs> oh shit, that's really good. That um, is really funny. Yeah, I guess so. Scratch peck flat. I think egg is a weapon. Yeah, of, of egg sorts. is definitely a weapon that's thrown. <laughs> and then there's just like the bombardment chicken, like the chickens that just fly at you. And then peckers are the. Yeah. I get the flavor of like launching eggs at something else as a chicken. I get the, like the flavor of that. I think logistically it's wrong. I don't think that actually works because if you think about what eggs are or how eggs are made, egg as weapon. Yeah, Todd, that's the problem is you're thinking about it too much. <laughs> I would like to raise a counter argument. In Banjo-Tooie, you could fire eggs like grenades from Kazooie's butthole. <laughs> that's also true. And Todd, I that's would say science. that yeah. throwing an egg as weapon, logistically correct, ethically Maybe not correct, but logistically in a war, we all have got to make some questionable. Everybody has to make sacrifices in the chicken war. Sometimes we have to shoot egg grenades from our butthole. (laughs) God's eyes are blind to watch you while you play chicken shoot. (laughs) All's fair in love and chicken war, man. (laughs) Okay, so you've you've all done a thing today. And honestly, maybe without knowing, we have nailed three excellent archetypes of the triple we really game, did I love that. Yeah, yeah yeah very very good here's the thing though all good triple a games i don't know i feel like we're speaking in absolutes and that's not an absolutely correct <laughs> statement most good triple a games nail their endings so i'm looking for you to tell me what is the ending of the game that players are going to experience when they finally do hit that like 50 plus hour mark they've sunk into this game and and they breathe this fulfilling sigh of accomplishment as credits roll yeah todd once our players three star all 48 courses on s tier that's a heinous amount of courses that's a lot they will be greeted not only with a special new congratulations splash screen that will appear upon boot up replacing the the stock you know Every normal player sees splash screen that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, they will not only get that, they will be greeted with a unique code that they can go online and use to print out a coupon for a free bag of M&Ms. <laughs> and the best part, Todd, is the size and variety or flavor of that redeemed prize of candy depends on your overall time and score to complete this Herculean task of perfecting all 48 of our courses. This will be locked to the player's Nintendo account and Switch, so no do-overs. Your your first (laughs) attempt is the candy prize you get. If it takes too many hours for you to master this game, I'm sorry. Fun-sized bag of plain M&Ms is all you get. In my mind, this is ripe for speedrunning, which we do like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's ripe for the disappointment of the speedrunner that only gets so hard. They're like, oh, the peppermint ones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those aren't even out right now. <laughs> oh, I do love that you get seasonal coupons for M&Ms that do only release seasonally. Like, you get oh, Christmas yeah. coupons yeah. in May. Eventually, someone, I am certain someone will, like, code hack the game and figure out exactly like what combination of time and and points gets you what size and flavor of candy but it's gonna be for for a good few months there it's gonna be just a roll of the dice seemingly as to whether you can even get your candy at the time of completion yeah the strawberry shake the valentine's edition strawberry shake flavored m&ms will be one of the options you can get and if it isn't 
February or early March. I'm sorry, you'll got to wait another 365 days before you can pick up your prize. If I've learned one thing today, it's that Kyle knows a lot more about M&M's than I do. <laughs> well, Kyle, Kyle watched some M&M's live play, much like Matt watched Fire Emblem before yeah. this recording. I feel like I've just learned a lot about M&M's today, and that's weird. Also, fun fact, you guys know that J.K. Simmons was the voice of Yellow M&M's since 1996? After yeah. John Goodman was the After voice John of Goodman was. which so I one. just learned learned today yeah. billy west of futurama and many other cartoons mm. fame is the red m&m after john lovitz was the red m&m wild yeah wow insane yeah oh wait i found a worse sorry i wasn't listening to your actors after john goodman there is a white chocolate <laughs> key lime pie m&m why yeah. you know what? what i've had that one and it's okay like it's not well, great it's but it's 20th okay. on the list of Man. worst to best so <laughs> how long's the list 20? <laughs> 20. <laughs> uh, okay, what's what is the ending of this this sure. the claymates thing you made us do where we're equipping weapons onto the the clay fighters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, they're not they're not weapons, Todd. It's gear. It's 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 clay. It's it's additional. It's clay pots. It's more yeah. clay. Yeah. <laughs> so in in the original Claymates, as Todd remembers, uh, you make it to the final showdown with Jobo the Witch Doctor, and you defeat him. You There's not a chance. No child ever <laughs> made it to the final showdown with Jobo the the Witch Doctor. Uh, well, once you beat, once you as a, a dumb, stupid child beats Jobo the Witch Doctor, you release your dad from his cage, and your dad thanks you and says, "Hey, now you need to head to Space Station Clavius to recover the <laughs> remaining formula to turn yourself back into a real boy." But before you do that, you have to defeat the Martian leader. And Clayton goes, okay, dad, see you at home. And he just busts out of it, launches himself out of a cannon into space. Is this real? Like, it's is real. This, what? Yeah, it's the How Hidden did, Fifth World in Claymates. I have questions. How Jobo, the, the, mm, the certainly racially insensitive. Absolutely racist or witch doctor. Yeah. Got the serum into space with the Martians. Unclear. Well, so the the is formula there DLC for that though it's it, the the deal is that the formula. I think it's the formula is with Jobo and and his dad. But like, be remember that Jobo turns Clayton into a ball of clay. You remember and, that well, from that, the game, the central part of the game. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. And so the serum is different from the cure, right? My mistake. So much <laughs> like question. much like a yeah, it's like kind of like a snake venom. Like you got to go and get the snake venom. A antidote it's just unfortunate that the snake venom antidote happens to be on the space station <laughs> this is such so. a good example of what shovelware is <laughs> yep. okay so in the new mid-2020s triple a version you arrive as clayton at jobo's lair where dad is being held and instead of just saving dad you're given a choice you can either save your dad and leave the world to perish at the hands of jobo's you know, clay-themed supervillain plot, or you can save the world, but let your dad die. Now, Todd, everyone is going to pick the save your dad option and get the fail state so they can get the Chivo pop, but really, the canon ending is you pick save the world and you watch Fallout 3 style as mm -hmm. your dad slowly suffocates in a tank and you see his hand, you know, come up and kind of slowly smear down as you watch your dad die from poisonous gas as an achievement, well, a beat takes and then achievement pops up and you see one clay at a time. It's the achievement for beating the game. <laughs> now, following a surprisingly tough boss fight, 
to get those Dark Souls sickos going. Clayton steals Jobo's rocket ship and heads to Space Station Clavius for the endgame. Now, I say endgame, Todd, because this, this, my friend, is where the gear grind comes in handy. All comes to a head. Now, on Space Station Clavius, players can team up with others in multiplayer raids, facing off against some of Clavius's most notorious Martian baddies for the chances at more epic loot. In order to participate in those raids, you do have to be online with an active PlayStation oh, Plus subscription. Oh. <laughs> or, or you can take the other option and just finish the game and take on the Martian leader in a deadly spaceship battle. Fine, but you know, whatever. To wrap up the ending, as Clayton finds the remnants of his father's serum and transmogrifies back into a human being, the, the credits roll and an Ed Sheeran song plays in the background. And then an <laughs> achievement named Clay Dream Believer pops up on the screen. <laughs> Clay Dream Believer. Yeah, yeah. Like, now, like the song. Like the song. Now, Andrew, will this be one of those games where much like I, I said earlier that the soft liberals have made us change the way games are. Will yes. this be one of those games where the outcry from your dad being dead will be so great they'll have to put a patch in? Yeah. Like Fable, where you can bring the dog back to life. Well, Todd, if you buy the season pass now mm. for three friendly installments of pointless loot eventually in two years from now we will release a dlc right. that will show what actually happened to clayton's father mm. i can't tell you that because it's a secret and it's locked behind a paywall but if you play and do your battle pass and do your weekly challenges from now until three years from now you might be able to get geared up enough to do mm -hmm. that end game raid to unlock that dlc is the answer of what happened to clayton's dad weird clay science he's he I, died he died <laughs> never mind he died it's fair he just died to weird clay science it seems like it might be clay science it's probably clay science i i in my original draft i had that the poisonous gas was filled with uh like pieces of clay and that he like suffocated like his his lungs turned to clay incredible <laughs> yeah i thought so I'm imagining like the CI the CIS opening where like yeah. they're doing the autopsy on him and this man's lungs are filled with clay and then <laughs> yeah. the detective takes the sunglasses off and makes an, a third clay yeah. pun for this episode and uh, the who kicks in. And no, they do. They're in that situation. They're doing the autopsy and they go, they go. Oh, the problem's here in his lungs. And they go, what happened with him? And he has one of those Play-Doh push-through things where it pushes out in like squiggly little bits, like squiggly noodles. They go, his lungs are made out of clay. Yeah! yeah. All right. This is stupid. Matt, what's the ending to, to chicken shoot three, three coops? Okay. Just let me take a quick, just a, a quick aside. You got to let me get through it. If you don't let me get through it, I'm not going to be able to get through it. So here you go. I don't okay. know that I'm going to let you be able to let you get through it. Here you stand at the edge of domination. You've led your chicken army across the globe and left nothing but blood and feathers in your wake. You lost a friend in the Himalayas through a cutscene that definitely wasn't scripted from the beginning, and a lot of good chickens died conquering China. You've just eliminated the last human hold. <laughs> I said I had to get through it. You just eliminated the last human holdouts in the Florida Everglades. And you stand triumphant, your chosen chicken general and the character with which you have the strongest relationship by your side. Suddenly, your chicken phone rings. 
You need to rush home. We smash cut back to the barnyard. It's been so long. You have a chicken beard to show that time has passed. (laughs) You slowly enter the giant nest and see your mother, the chicken queen, before you. You, of course, did not know that she was the chicken queen when you left for war, but she's been the highest ranking chicken in the coop since before you were born. She was injured in the battle of the barnyard and isn't well. (laughs) You're here to pay your final respects to the chicken who sat upon your egg. She breathes her last chicken breath and closes her chicken eyes. Suddenly, her skin shifts to an alien green and antennas sprout where her chicken ears were. In shock, you turn around to see your favorite chicken general also warping into a green bastardization of a chicken. There's much for you to learn, they say, as the screen fades to black and we see insert character name here will return in chicken shoot colon secret invasion. I knew it was I knew it was chicken squirrels. So here's why. Okay. yeah, you're going to need to show your work. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things. Thing one. Um, the Himalayas. <laughs> First of all, I'm watching Secret Invasion. <laughs> and, and that was the only cultural touchstone I had on my mind when I wrote That's fair. this. The Himalayas, China, and the Florida Everglades, as well as the, quote, giant nest, all levels of the original chicken shoot game. Yeah, that, that wasn't my question. No. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. No. Right, right, right. So in the second level of chicken shoot, You're in the Nevada desert, and right in the middle of the screen is this crashed space state or like spaceship. And there's this little green chicken alien that keeps like popping in and out that you have to shoot, or he takes off and fixes his space thing. Because it was the (laughs) it was the year two thousand and you couldn't put a video game out with without putting a Area 51 reference in it. Right. Well, yeah. and it's the American Southwest. What are game devs to put other yeah. than yeah. aliens and racially insensitive characters of indigenous yeah. people is the I only mean, two ways. Bra- Breaking Bad wasn't out yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have the third thing, crystal meth to, to pull <laughs> yeah. from. So one of the like weird things with the chicken shoot game is that as you progress, the chickens get themed to where you are. A hundred percent they do. And Great. like at one point you're in the North Pole and they're like elf chickens. Mm-hmm. And so my heady concept here at the end, the big twist is that like the alien chickens are are scrolls, chicken scroll, if you would. Um, and <laughs> that's why they're chickens doing jobs. I don't know. That's where I got. <laughs> All right. It's Fire Emblem Three Houses that ends in a scroll invasion. Come on. How cool is that? It's so cool. <laughs> You guys, I think you've got too many things. Yeah. Have you heard of the concept of a hat on a hat, Matt? Well, if I am going to follow in the steps of the game that I'm talking about today, it was a requirement for me to have too many things. I mean, don't disagree there. Well, and also we're we speak only in absolutes here. Matt says it's a good game that everyone wants, much like the sexy M&Ms that the people who crave. Yeah. Can't argue there. It is the shovel way. The shovel wear way. (laughs) It is the The shovel way. way. Okay, these are these are fantastic options, and they I can sure visualize Thank you. all of them just making making a, a butt ton of money, a chicken butt ton of money. And so, <laughs> what I need now for a super secret bonus question today is that I need you to help me visualize how we're going to get everyone on board. So, when we return from the break, I'm going to ask you 
give me the triple a e3 todd howard-esque reveal of this game the cinematic the story the engagement how you're gonna get someone in the audience who's like i know that property to get really excited mm-hmm. um, make it cinematic make it emotional sell me on it when we get back from this break like everybody has the stereotypical on what a black geek is are you familiar with the term blur blur no Right. Some people said it came off of Scrubs. Some people said it came off the internet. I don't honestly really know. Ah, don't you see the skin, the eyebrows, the hair? Yo, Mike Geek still rock, you know what I'm saying, Dunks or, or Jordans or whatever. Did I do that? It's, it's exciting. It's like, holy, oh, my dog is going to start barking. Um, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> she's excited about it, too. Um, and uh, same as you said, like a barbershop talk, like we would go into really in-depth conversations about these theories and like, well, what if and how come? It's not unusual to be Right. But we we talk about anime, video games, comic books, and stuff like that. But when you hear us talk about it, the passion sounds like we arguing Jordan and Braun. Hey, what, what do you mean? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Like, it sounds like barbershop talk. It's because you don't know the history. Don't mean it ain't happening, bro. <laughs> Broke that down right there. <laughs> but when you see the black geek, you don't see that. You see the socially awkward glasses. Well, this is me. And that's not a lot of us. A lot of us do sound and talk like us. You know what I'm saying? It's because it becomes stereotypical. As if that's where our strength comes from. I, I, I don't know the geek that you talk that you that you talked about before. I know the geek you're talking about right now, though. It I, it was sort of a call sign, so we could find each other on message boards. Anime gives you life lessons throughout that whole thing. Like, there's not one anime that I know of that doesn't teach you to never give up. It's just like I just love seeing us go into the world and go into these different spaces and create things that weren't there before. And then it was like Miles Morales is like the normal, you know, black person in the United States. That was my first like blurred moment was seeing, you know, Storm on the X-Men cartoon series. And I was like, wow, that's a black woman and she's strong, she's powerful. That's what I want for us. I want us to be that voice. Voice. All right, we're back. The lights have been dimmed. The butts are in the seats. And then a hush falls over the crowd as we begin to get your reveals for what your game will show at the cinematic reveal. Kyle, you go first. Yes, Todd. Um, Cinematic is a great word for this reveal because this game is going to be part of something bigger the big screen. Are you going to pitch the, the Eminem cinematic universe right no, now? No, not the Eminem cinematic universe, Todd. A different cinematic trend that is gaining popularity right now. Cinematic dramatizations of boring boardroom conversations that executives had and the products that spawned from them. I'm talking about movies like Hulu's Blackberry or the new movie Flamin' Hot, dramatizing the invention of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Or like Tetris, dramatizing the making of Tetris. That's pretty much the whole genre, is like dramatizations of the invention of thing. Yeah. We are going to tie this in with the M&M's version of this. More, I should say the Mars version of this, because we are going to tie this in with the movie release of 
Mars versus Hershey, the dramatization telling of the struggle of Franklin Clarence Mars and his <laughs> candy company going up against the villain, Jonathan going up Hershey. against the villain, Milton S. Hershey. Cool. Marketing will coincide. Eminem's Kart Racers is going to be the flagship gaming title in a series of Eminem's games that will help propel Milton versus Hershey to success. Kyle, question. Yes. Is there a point at which the M&Ms are called the M&Ms and somebody comes through and is like, let me give you a tip. Drop the the. <laughs> yes and no. It will be, okay. we're calling this candy the M&M mm-hmm. and someone will be like, what if you just call them M&Ms? Love it. Can I, I also have a question, Kyle. So Please. I assume, um, so I want to know more about this movie. This, the <laughs> <laughs> I assume at some point in this movie, Someone brings up like the anthropomorphic markup or mock-ups of the M&Ms. Can you perhaps shine just a brief light into what that part of the movie looks like where they say, no, the green M&M must be sexier? Um, can you just like, like paint a small picture of what that looks like for me, the viewer? What the scene actually will be taught is the character designer for the first set of M&M's characters. We will learn through the movie that this first design was actually the same sexy designs that will be in the game. Mm. However, Franklin Clarence Mars, the brilliant business mind that he is upon seeing these character designs will say these designs are brilliant. However, America is not ready for candy this sexy yet. <laughs> With a pause, he goes, yet. Yeah. 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 But someday, and then the camera will pan away and inspiring music will, will play. That's going to be towards the end okay. of the movie because it's like more right. about the creation of the company. But like, we get there. It's, it's in there. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, I got I to gotta say the, the pairing of a shovelware game with life breathes into it that serves as a platform for launching a movie feels really on par with the initial theme of <laughs> with the assignment. Yeah. 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 Andrew, what about you? What's the, what's the cinematic reveal look like? Sure. So let me set the scene. So it's summer games fest, 2025, also known as hot Jeff summer. <laughs> Jeff Keeley comes out and is like, Hey gang, how about that? God of war three reveal? Huh? Well, gamers, it's been quite the event so far, but we have one more reveal for you. The crowd goes silent. He goes, summer of play, more like summer of clay. And the lights go down and like five guys, five guys are like, ah, and, uh, you know, YouTube chats like Hollow Knight Silk Song, Hollow Knight Silk Song. And so then the three minute cinematic trailer of Claymates plays and people just go fucking nuts. Specifically, everyone in their mid to late 30s goes fucking nuts. Jeff comes back, light goes, lights go up. He goes, yeah, gang, remember Claymates? Two guys in the audience go, yeah. yeah. They high five. Yeah, two guys go, yeah. Boom, and high five. He's like, well. One of them's Matt. Well, now you can relive the magic with Claymates Clay by Clay, releasing next year from Sony Santa Monica. Sony Santa Monica is who did God of War, if you didn't know that. Also, you can download the free demo Claymates colon A Clay in the Life right now on the PlayStation, <laughs> Do- PlayStation Store and play through an exclusive story that takes place during the events of the prologue. Boom. A Clay in the Life. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm just mad because 
Sure. Well, well, I'll hold on to why I'm so Andrew, mad. because it's because it's Sony, can we assume that there will be a animated movie tie-in that will be way better than anything else Sony Studios has put out? What it's going to be, Kyle, is it's going to be a trailer for Hollow Knight Silk Song. No, it's going to be a uh, <laughs> it's going to be an animated feature of Clay Fighter, but it's going to be just enough to get people really satiated for what they actually want which is a clay fighter reboot and not a claymates right. reboot right but what they're gonna get teased with the clay fighter video and then they'll not get a single thing about else with it yeah you've you've done a good thing <clears throat> now, let me rephrase that you've done a very bad thank thing. you um but you've uh-huh. done a a good thing by pairing it with playstation because that means they're gonna send out like the promotional stuff to influencers like the God of War axe. Yeah. Or like yeah. <laughs> only it's gonna be a thing of Play-Doh. Yeah, it's and gonna then be a Play-Doh. Bunch of influencers gonna be like, the fuck is this? What's even better than it being Play-Doh Todd is like it being actual sculpting clay, which is yeah. way worse for the comedy. Very user. hard to actually sculpt yeah. if you aren't practiced in yeah. sculpting clay. <laughs> Matt, what is the cinematic uh, overhyped reveal for three coops? Man, I I hate that I keep remembering it. So here's the thing, Todd. It's going to be overhyped because we need to announce early on we've actually gotten Jordan Peele to direct a 60-second cinematic trailer reveal of our upcoming game. He calls this 60-second project Cluck. And so what it's going to be is it's going to be like one guy in Egypt, the real eighth level of the chicken shoot game, where chickens definitely aren't, definitely aren't chickens running around (laughs) natively in Egypt. And there's going to be a man in Egypt, and we're going to see him running through a desolate landscape, jumping over a hill, trying to, you know, hide. And then just in the distance, we're going to hear like, and uh, it's going to be that. And everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, chicken shoots back. And it's going to flash on screen. From... <laughs> you know, that thing that everyone is going to say. <laughs> It'll be like from Koei Tecmo. And then it's going to be all these like fast flashes of Fire Emblem like gameplay and Funbox Media, which is the publisher of chicken range for the nintendo switch and i think might be the same publisher as chicken shoot nobody wants to claim that ip from koei tecmo and funbox media chicken shoot three coops and that's it people will lose their minds they're gonna be like oh my god a fire emblem game with chickens i'm in because come on also clearly a muso game if it's koei tecmo yeah exactly the wild thing is that People would, with their human mouths, say that sentence, a fire emblem game with chickens, I'm in. <laughs> like, that is the thing that people would I still say. think it's fun. You all have given me a lot to think about. Before I push you out of this conference room we're in, which is heated poorly, because, again, our, our funding has been so bad in Q, Q2, that I am just looking for quick closing statements as to why your shovelware game should just be the new face of our next entrepreneurial venture for debate this hq yeah todd it's real easy there's only one title here today that combines a actually popular ip that people know and probably already have in their homes with a game genre that is beloved by millions of fans from casual gamers to the most hardcore of gamers and that is m&m's xx extreme car racers Andrew. <laughs> Todd, the marketing campaign 
makes itself. Picture this, a, a poster on billboards, on bus stations, whatever. The kind of the image or the silhouette of a, of a little boy with a, you know, like a blue shirt and his shadow instead of the shadow of a boy is a shadow of just a little, a little round ball. He's kind of like looking in the forefront. We see just like just this like cavalcade of like monsters and all kinds of things. And at the bottom, it says coming fall 2025 seize the clay. Matt. <laughs> yeah, Todd. So look, I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a fire emblem game with chickens, man. Everybody's into that unequivocal fact. Everybody wants a fire emblem game with chickens. And if you, Todd, and the execs deciding, I guess, to pick us chicken shoot colon three coops after we get out chicken coop colon secret wars, just know that we are one licensing deal away from chicken shoot colon the blazing hot blade sponsored by Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks. I hate all um, well, I think about what sucks the least. Go ahead and give each other some good vibes. Yeah, um, I'll be I'll be quick. Matt and Andrew, I don't know your games, but you certainly brought the puns and like good references to actual games that people know and love today that I did not. And um, it was very good. Andrew, specifically, uh, the clay puns are a deep well. And Matt making chicken shoot into a firehouses a fire emblem three houses clone is inspired kyle i learned a lot about m&ms today i don't know if that was on purpose or by accident but either way thank you for that um that was i try i try to include a little bit of education in all of my answers yeah i was very close to picking one of the m&ms games because (laughs) they are notoriously bad and uh very abundant on the internet um, and I'm glad you covered that. Um, I did not realize that the M&M's cart game was forced motion controls. Like I knew it was bad and played bad, but that is yeah, forced else. forced motion controls is yeah. something else. But regardless of how bad that game is, very very good answer, uh, Matt. Also, man, chicken shoot. I could I could listen to you talk about chicken shoot all day. <laughs> I could not listen to you talk about Fire Emblem all day, but I could definitely listen to you talk about chicken shoot all day, which it was very fun to hear about that, to hear about how much you know about chicken shoot, which it shouldn't surprise me that the answer to that is very much. And uh yeah, just just a great a great showing from both of you. Yeah, absolutely. I could tell you more about chicken shoot than I could about Fire Emblem and I <laughs> appreciate both of you giving me the space to try and make a fire emblem game today you know it felt like it felt like patisserie week on great british bake-off like oh this isn't really what i do but we're all having a great time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, kyle man i really loved the the m&ms as (laughs) even sexier m&ms take very good way to capitalize on a travesty that I forgot happened in the last 12 months. Yeah. I didn't even remember the sexy M&M drama. Also, I'm here for bad kart racing games. There were so many of them and they're all bad. And I appreciate a chance to memorialize one of them here upon the show. And Andrew, I'm really happy that somebody did not a Wii game. That's really important. Like shovelware, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. shovelware. Yeah. I think Todd said it well in the beginning, mm-hmm. where like it it peaked on the Wii, 
Like yeah. the golden age of shovelware is the Wii, but there are so many hidden gems. Definitely not exclusive to the Wii. Yeah, Mm-mm. the silver age of shovelware is definitely on the. It's SNES. on the SNES. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it is for sure. For sure. So yeah, man, great. I really. Again, you made a game that's very much not for me out of a game that was, in fact, very much for me. So I can't really give you any good vibes. Have for you that, played it on Switch Online? You should. It's like I haven't played everyone, it on Switch Online. That's the homework. Mm-hmm. Everyone should go and play yeah. it for 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, that's like, all don't, don't finish it. God, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't. It's no, like, well, we're going to make can... Todd do that when we no, get 10 new yeah. subscribers to our Patreon before There's... the end of the month. Patreon.com slash debate this cast. Since the Switch has save states, you can actually finish can't it finish. now. Yeah, that's how I beat uh, Super Ghouls and Goblins because that game's impossible oh, without shit. save states. Right. Yeah. I don't need to try that. I didn't think of that doing it that way. Yeah, but there you go, man. Those are my good vibes. So I've got to make a decision from all these great options. I'm going to start off with some bad news. And so we'll we'll just go in in this order. Bad news, Matt. Get clocked, Todd. We are not not going to remake a tactical battler right now. We're still waiting for uh, the verdict to come back from. uh, Well, here's the deal. It's tough to make a tactical battler out of a popular genre like Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is not selling as well as we'd like it to. So we're afraid to kind of put that same oomph behind it with who's to say if if Chicken Shoot is as popular as the Marvel properties. It's hard to say. <laughs> Certainly not me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 scared to to take that venture at this time. Further bad news, Kyle. Ah. Here's the deal with that. We think M&Ms can still yet get sexier. And so we want to revisit your your idea in like another two or three years. Really let the news cycles ramp up and get more mad about things. Because we do think that a a sexy M&M that does not use he or she pronouns is what's going to really fuck people <laughs> up. And we want it. You're right, Todd. I, I, I couched my answer today because I thought america was not ready for a non by a sexy non-binary yeah. m&m and i want to be that, clear that is my mistake i want to yeah. be clear we here at debate this are ready for it absolutely we we need to we we'll need to pull that trigger out. tomorrow yeah but. so uh, i guess it's also just still bad news but different bad news <laughs> um we are gonna make the claymates game that is right we will be seeing from worst yeah. to first baby we will be seeing the likes of Muckster the Cat, Dodo the Duck, Uzi the Mouse, Goopy the Guppy, and Globmeister. That's right, I said Globmeister the Gopher. Globmeister. Um, they will be showing up in all of their AAA glory. You will be grinding for loot. You will be always online. You will not like it. Um, and that is the game that is coming your way. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website, debatethiscast.com. Did you know that you can get even more Debate This content outside of the episodes that drop in your normal feed? That's right. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash debate this cast and gain access to both our Patreon feed, which is currently home to, well, first off, extended episodes, so you get the post-show good vibes. You also get our D&D podcast, which follows normal office workers, but will soon turn into a Disney Channel movie watch-along podcast that I kind of forgot about (laughs) until I typed these notes. And there's also ad-free versions of all of our episodes, just depending on what what tier you join at. 
There's also a Patreon-only Discord. So if you want to... And if we get 10 new subscribers before the end of July, <laughs> we'll make Todd stream uh, cl- Claymates. Uh, Claymates. Uh, yeah, for the sickos. You know what? We do everything we do for the sickos. So if you like our show, uh, come give us a couple bucks and come get weird with us being even sicker sickos. Until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Kyle. Somehow we didn't bring up Claymation... A masterpiece celebrity deathmatch in all of this clay talk today. Harper? I'm Andrew. His chickens, they shooty. Henderson? <laughs> Goddamn. I'm Matt, a fancy southern chicken general. Cole? <laughs> and we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.